This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. As always, we're coming to you from the spiritual and soon financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. Yes, Jerusalem, Israel, where right now it hasn't stopped raining in like, I don't know, a long time. It's pouring outside. It has been pouring. I'm soaking wet. But you know what? I got into the office, and they're like banging at the door. People are, you hear this? They need the podcast. They need it. They say, record something, record something. So I have to, right? The, the people the people want the podcast, they're going to get the podcast. And it's going to be an unbelievable podcast. You know why? Because I'm going to rip on something. <laughs> it always gets good when I get upset about something that I read. And that's what I'm going to podcast about. Um, uh, and before we launch in to my um, ripping mode... As always, if you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. That's Aaron at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman. So, I was reading uh, marketwatch.com. I used to... I was a retirementor for MarketWatch.com for many, many years. And they have a feature called the Moneyist, the ethics and etiquette of your financial affairs. So I love going in there. Why? Because sometimes I challenge, I don't always like the advice people give, as you've probably found. I don't put a lot of uh, credence into what other people say, because I believe that I know best. But um, the question is like this, okay? It's a lady. She says, I've been married for three years, and my husband and I are in our 70s, okay? My husband previously promised me his apartment and 15% of his assets. However, after visiting with his daughter, he made a new will with a trust. I also have to pay the expenses, which I probably can't afford. Now, I will only inherit 10% of his estate and the right to stay in the apartment for the rest of my life. She goes on, is that legal in New Jersey, where we live? And if he dies before I do... What do I do for other resources? I would not like to go against his will. I'm one of two executors. It's not fair. His total assets are valued at more than $2 million, but that includes his apartment. Mine are worth approximately $300,000, and I have no other home. So my first reaction was, Why are you whining? And then, this is hilarious, because just earlier in the morning, why I have this like on my Facebook feed, I don't know. But every now and then I pop up a family feud, okay? And the question was, <laughs> like something like, name a place that you will find a gold digger. And the lady hit the table, and she said, in a gold mine. <laughs> now, that was funny. That was funny enough, but what, who would know on the exact same day where the family feud on my stream would ask a question about gold diggers. We got a little gold digger here, I think. Am I allowed to say that? I was like, the FCC going to shut me down for calling this lady a gold digger? She was, she's in her 70s. She's been married for a whopping three years, and she thinks she's entitled to her husband's, a significant amount of her husband's assets. Hmm. 
What would you, ladies and gentlemen, call this lady? Um, she also says she's got three hundred thousand dollars, and she's still going to get fifteen percent. Uh, she's going to get ten percent of his state, which is at two million dollars. So that means she's going to get two hundred thousand dollars. So she'll have five hundred thousand dollars, and she gets to stay in his apartment for the rest of her life. That sounds pretty good to me. Okay, considering she's been married three years, it's not like she put in fifty years with the guy, right? So I don't know. So the guy, I don't even know who answered, but he was pretty good because he then sort of sort of ripped. He says, your, little is, your letter is proof that millennials are unfairly tarred with the moniker of being the most entitled of all generations. You've got a pretty good deal, right? Because she's not a millennial. Got it? So I just wanted to start off by just getting that out of my system. Why? Because that's just ridiculous, okay? You know, what does she think? Talk about being entitled. <laughs> you know, like, excuse me. Well, yeah, you know, so she married somebody. She's entitled to everything. Now, why is that important? Because we see all the time when either you get married late, it's a second marriage or what have you, that generally, um, and this was where it gets important, you need to figure out with your spouse what are you going to do with the assets. And what I can tell you, just from my experience sitting with people, is usually, let's say it's a second marriage for both people, they will have joint, um, they might have a joint account for to deal with their expenses, but all the other monies they have in their savings, usually, usually, they're going to leave for their offspring, right? They want to take care of, each one wants to take care of their own kids. Now, if they've been married for a long, if a second marriage when they were married, you know, for decades, or one of the, one of the people doesn't have children, so they'll, you know, they'll take care of the other person, and never do I really see that anybody's ever going to get thrown out of a, of a dwelling place, right? That's usually pretty standard, that they will make sure that you get to, uh, like this lady, right? For the rest of your life, um, nobody's going to throw you out of the apartment. But to say that you should then inherit in the apartment, that's a pretty big, uh, that's a pretty big jump. You're listening to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman, where we speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. And as always, if you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with the L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il, or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. So, what I would say also, what are we talking about? We're talking about, um, I launched into, an, because of an article, a question that was asked to the moneyist on MarketWatch, um, it was a lady in her 70s who's recently been married and sort of getting a lot less potential inheritance uh, than she thought uh, previously she was going to get. Now, I, I spoke about that, and we spoke about the fact that she might be considered, you know, a gold digger. <laughs> Can I say that? But what's really more important than we started to speak about is what do you do if you're on a second marriage, right? How do you then divide up the assets? So I'm going to, you know, I sound sometimes like a broken record. I know that. Uh, my kids think I'm always a broken record because they think I say the same things over and over and over again, right? But don't, didn't we think about our parents the same things? They told the same stories. They gave us sort of the same lessons in morality, I guess, which, which uh, things that they were sort of into, right? And that's what they, that sort of tickled them and that's what they passed down. And my children accuse me of the exact same thing. They, you know, it's funny how we turn into our parents, but that's for a different show. Um, but what do you do? How do you even figure out how much money you're going to need? Let's say you're in a second marriage. So oftentimes what people do, and again, I'm speaking from experience, there's no, you know, fast and 
set, hard and fast set of rules of what you should do. But it is important that both sides sit down and figure out, okay, what are our common living, what are our living expenses? Okay, we're, we're, we're married to each other. We certainly have living expenses. We have food. We have utilities. We may have rent. We might have some mortgage on outstanding. We might have some traveling to visit each side's children, grandchildren, whatever it is. So what you really want to do, it's just like normal budgeting. You want to create your own joint budget. And then what you do is you sort of pool. Each one brings their own income streams uh, generally into the ma- marriage, whether it's going to be social sec- each one's going to have social security, both sides might have pensions, um, they might have IRAs, which they have to take distributions on. Um, they might get, you know, in other countries, like in Israel, they would get what's called Bituach Lumi, which is the Israeli version of social security, right? So you want to put all that in, you want to know on what sort of their, their, each one of their incomes are. Maybe they've got property, which they're getting rental income on, right? There could be your dividend income. There's, you know, 100 possibilities where this money could come from. And then sit down and figure out, well, what are our expenses? Just like if we were married 50, in our 20s together, right? It doesn't matter that it's a second marriage. What are, our ex, uh, what are our expenses? And then figure out a way for both of you to sort of contribute to them to, to, to pay them off and make sure you make ends meet. It might be that one person says, okay, you know, we're going to live in my apartment. So in lieu of the other spouse paying rent or partial rent, which would be sort of silly. So that person might say, okay, you know what, I'm going to pay for the food and I'm going to pay for the utilities. And they sort of make it work. It doesn't, you know, in in most cases, if it's not like you're down to your last penny, you don't have to really, you know, hold the other spouse, you know, to that last penny. There can be some flexibility here. It's certainly, you know, if you're married to each other, flexibility is probably the name of the game, right? Um, And then you figure out, okay, this is my assets and this is my spouse's assets. And everything that's really not going uh, for the joint uh, dwelling and potential, maybe you want to leave if the one is, is, is not so well off, you might want to leave something like this person did, right? This person still left $200,000 uh, to the lady for, an, uh, for a potential inheritance. That's nothing to sneeze at considering she already has more than that. So she's going to be fine when she retires. Um, you want to make sure that the other person obviously is not going to be let out in the street. Um, so you might want to leave them some of your estate, but obviously you're going to want to take care of your children. And I, I'm just telling you, I'm not telling you should, you have to take care of your children. I'm telling you what I see from experience. And that's in this case of second marriages all the time. This is what people do. This is the blueprint, right? You figure out what your expenses are. You figure out a way you pay from them based on your combined joint income. And then anything that's left over, your longer term investments, could be property, what have you, stocks, bonds, uh, that each one sort of saves so that they can pass that through. To the children. That's something that's really not often talked about. We don't hear too much in the financial media about sort of how to structure finances for a second marriage, but for both sides. But I think that's really important. And as we live longer and divorce rates sort of skyrocket, it would seem to reason <laughs> that that's pretty pretty big, com- pretty common issue out there and doesn't get a lot of play. So obviously, I tackle the hard issues. Uh, and do it in an intelligent, but yet down-to-earth way. And that's why there's such demand for the podcast. You've been listening to The Aaron Katzman Show, where we speak about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com, aaronkatzman.com. I hope this is informative. We spoke about an issue which is sort of niche-based, 
but is also something that's very important, doesn't get a lot of coverage. Um, and as always, we'll see you soon on the podcast. Have a great day.